I tell you, I, I, I really don't understand it. I don't. Um, AEW has so much potential. Like, the, the, there's so much there. Everybody's signing there. They have this, like, cult fan base. They have talent on the roster. But at the same time, and Justin, I don't know if you agree, but there's something missing. There's I don't know what it is, but there's something missing, and they got to fix it before they go down just the wrong rabbit hole. That's just how I feel. I mean, but also at the same time, we need to uh, we need to appreciate AEW while they're here, because you never know what could happen tomorrow. Welcome in to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, I mean always, he means always, she means always, they mean always, you mean always, an instant classic. Danny Dunn! Hey, We will see you on the flippity dippity. Oh yeah. All right, what is going on, good people? It's been a while since I had to actually play an intro for a show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I hit the wrong one. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to skim through AW Full Gear, talk about our thoughts on just kind of like a state of the a- state of the AEW, state of AEW video, uh, too, in a way. Um, of course, don't want to hold you guys too long. But at the same time, like, I mean. I, you have a lot I, you want to get off your chest. I, I've been wanting to talk about AEW for a while, and I just haven't been able. I haven't had a. I say I haven't had a platform. I, I literally have my own podcast about this stuff. But you know what? Like, it's just, I haven't had anybody to discuss it with. So it's mm-hmm. been. I don't know. But um, first things first with full gear. Uh, I, I, I mean, I feel like the biggest thing that came out of full gear was MJF winning the title. Um, mm-hmm. that, which, that was that was definitely the biggest thing that came out of the show which i think is great but once again it's just so aw to come out here and book a show with the world title on the line in the challengers hometown when you obviously know the challenge is going to win like i i don't understand why they keep doing this like like for punk in Chicago, I get that to a certain degree. But why do you keep kind of giving away the finish of, of these matches by putting it in, in, for example, in MJF's hometown against John Moxley, who has kind of been up and down, I feel like, in, in a lot of people's minds. It, I, I I thought the match was, was, was good. I, I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed the match. But at the same time, I feel like I'm glad MJF's champion. I think he's he's definitely worthy. He's definitely earned it. He's definitely paid his dues and whatnot. Um, he's, if not the best, uh, you know, performer in the world. He's top five at least. Um, he's just a guy that you tune in every single week to see ex- at least what he's going to say. And and he's just one of the most believable guys uh, in the business right now. And uh, I think at the same time. It, it just it it makes me wonder because because on the other hand you got John Moxley who I, I don't know why John Moxley has soured on me but he has in a way like he doesn't feel believable to me 
He doesn't feel like a believable heel. I can't believe him as a face. He looks like he's filling it in half the time. Wild thing is the worst thing that ever happened to him. Like it's just he, wow, he's not dang. clicking with me. Like, he, yeah, he doesn't I agree. He doesn't feel like like, and it's weird to say this from a guy who was in WWE and who I was impressed by in WWE, but and it even felt like he was a star in WWE. But now he doesn't feel like a star to me. He feels like a guy cosplaying as a star, trying to make me believe he's a star when in fact he's not a star. That's like against a guy who's actually a star in MJF. Like MJF is as believable as they come. And then I look at Moxley and he's he's just not doing it for me. Like I don't know what it is. I like I have not been a big fan of Moxley for a, a while now. And I, I just feel like I feel like they're trying to paint him as something that he's not. Um and that's kind of an issue for me. I mean, what 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 what's your thoughts on number one MJF winning the title? But at the same time, uh, you know, MJF stock right now, Moxley stock right now. Yeah. So my my thoughts on you know MJF winning the title. I thought it was um you know it's very predictable like what happened. Like I mean the big thing that was coming out of the match like oh is MJF going to be a face you know by the end of the night or is he going to be a heel. Like, there was no doubt in my mind that MJF, you know, he was going to be slimy the way, you know, the way he always is, you know. MJF wasn't fooling me. And I kind of do agree with, like, the Moxley stuff. But Moxley, he has been doing some pretty good stuff this summer. I mean, you know, with him kind of, you know, filling in, you know, like when when Punk got injured and, you know, when they did the whole um, tournament, you know, to crown, you know, the interim AEW champion. Which also, one thing, they need to quit doing all these interim champions. Yeah, like it, it's so convoluted. Like you have an asterisk ne- next to your name, go like, oh wait, they're champions, but they're not champions. Like, and how do you like how do you defend a title, defend an interim title, or win? How do you win an interim title from somebody who's the interim champion? Mm-hmm. Would you just be the champion by the like? I it doesn't make sense to me. Like, like I understand. In a way, like I, I try to wrap my head around the fact that there's an interim champion because somebody got hurt or somebody had a relinquish for some sort of time. So you're like saying, like, hey, this is my thing is unless you're going to give the title back to the person, then you can't be an interim champion. Interim, yeah, interim champion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like you're not a, like like if if there was any ever a time to to run that paper champion storyline that everybody was running uh what, what was that back in like 2018 2017 like if there was ever a time to run that storyline back it's with all these interim champions because interim literally means you're probably not going to last as champion i mean interim is literally transitional right like it's a mm-hmm. transitional champion like that's the most disrespect like and also if you're going to run with the interim champion thing there needs to be a storyline behind the interim champion. Now, albeit I don't watch AEW every week, so I don't know if there is, but like somebody should be saying, I'm the real champion here. Like this is not just like a transitional basis. I'm not just holding it, keeping it warm for when uh e- uh not Ivelisse, what the heck's her name? Uh Thunder, Thunder Rosa back or whatever. Like, yeah, like that needs to be also incorporated into the storyline. But I I like I agree with you. I don't think. The interim champion thing is stupid. Uh, it is very I, stupid, and it's it's weird because on one hand I like it, which is ironic, right? <laughs> I like the concept of it, but like not when everybody's interim champion. Like, like I understood why Tony, Tony Khan, you know he, you know he doesn't want to make anybody angry. You know he wants to be on everybody's good side. You know he wants to be buddy buddy with everybody. Like he didn't want to strip 
you know, the t- he didn't want to take the title off of CM Punk. I understand that, you know, because CM Punk, you know, he was a newest, you know, he was hottest free agent, you know, he was. Well, this- but if you're going to disrespect him the whole mm-hmm. freaking time, you might as well strip <laughs> the dang on title from him. That, exactly. Like, that's mm-hmm. my issue with it. You're trying to, uh, you're trying to cover your butt per se, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to being respectful to Punk, but then. At, at the same time, on the same token, you're sitting here disrespecting Punk because you're letting the EVPs run around, be annoyed by Punk. And instead of, let's be honest, instead of doing the biggest money grab AEW could do, let's turn it into a storyline. If you don't, like I was talking about, I, I put it in the chat. I'm like, if they don't back a doggone uh, Loomis truck to freaking CM Punk's house and say, hey, we need you to do this feud with Kenny. We need you to do this feud with the elite because you want to talk about making money and mm-hmm. putting your ego aside and doing actual business with somebody. Just imagine if CM Punk and Kenny Omega went at it. I'm just I like, just like in terms of like personal things, throw it all in there. That's some of the best feuds we get, right? Of course, do professional business with each other. But at the same time, like, and I guess that's the issue, Bucks and Kenny can't put their egos aside to actually make money for the company because, I mean, Punk's obviously the biggest draw that they've had. That's no offense to Kenny Omega and the Bucks either, right? I I like them and all that, but at the same time, I mean, Punk was retired for seven years, right? Punk was to never come back, and Punk chose your company Mm -hmm. to come back to. Don't let that be an ego trip for you. Let that be a be a humbling experience to say, you know what? You know what? I tell you, freaking, we're doing something right over here at AEW. Instead of, well, Punk's just not not that big of a star to us. Oh, we're going to roll our eyes when, when Punk makes his debut or whatever. The little troll, I, you know, it, it probably was, was scripted, but the little troll they did. Uh, I don't know if it was on being the elite or whatever, but I, I they did the little troll when he uh, debuted or whatever. But like, it's just so stupid. Like there's so much money to be made with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like regardless, think what you want to about punk and how he is in the locker room. Punk is a draw. He's had, he has been away from wrestling for seven years, right? He has been away from wrestling and sworn off wrestling pretty much for seven freaking years. He is the darn draw. Put your freaking ego aside. And if you want to make some freaking money, if you want to rise to the number one, uh, wrestling company that you claim you want to be, then put your doggone ego aside and freaking work with the man. That's all I'm like. I just, I, 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 it blows my freaking mind the amount of money that is left on the table, right? And sometimes under the table with the new day, how much freaking money is left on the table because egos won't be freaking put aside. It, it, it's the most frustrating freaking thing I've ever seen in my freaking life. It's, I mean, I, I, I can't. I've been waiting to talk about this for a while. And I like Kenny. I like the Bucks. But if you're, if you, here's my thing. If you're not going to put your egos aside to make money for the company that you helped to introduce and build and grow, then you don't need to be EVPs anyway, because that's what put 
freaking WCW in the tanker was having all of those guys with all their egos having every little bit of creative control they can have. Why is WWE so successful even to this day? Because how many of those guys you think really got true, true, true creative control? I couldn't mm -hmm. name one. That's my that, that's my thing. Like, like I get it, AW is young. I get it, Tony Khan is young, but like you got all these and, and, and something that Casey uh speaking of who is who has joined us here, something that Casey had talked about is like having when, these when veteran guys. You got oh what? When are we going live? Are we? Uh, yesterday. Uh, so, but something that okay. Casey had talked about was he he was saying that you got all these veteran presences in your locker room, right? But you don't listen to them. So what's the point of having them, right? You you bury them. You don't listen to them. You don't care about them. So this is like this the the egos of these guys is so frustrating to me because cool. AW has so much potential, but it is the and it's the freaking it's the most sloppiest wrestling company that I've ever seen in my freaking life. How, yeah, there are how are sloppy. you more sloppy than Ring of Honor? You're more sloppy than TNA, and people people freaking hate on those companies for what? You're more sloppy <laughs> than New Japan. Get to, to add no, to can't. that. And this is also something that I've, that I've talked about, and I think Adam has talked about it too. At least he and I have had this discussion. You have somebody like uh, JR on your roster, in your company. The dude has, what, 40-some around there years experience? And people – and he's – well, at least he was telling guys, "Hey, don't do this. Hey, cut this out when you do your in your matches. Don't do this. Do this instead." Blah blah. blah. None of them wanted to listen to him. Yeah, but he has, the same thing with Sam Punk he, as well. He's been in the business. Ninety percent of the guys on that roster, he has been in the business longer than they've been alive. I think he knows a little bit about about the business, and and it, it and obviously he's not in AEW and probably never will be. But it goes to the argument that Adam and I have for Jim Cornette. People always want to hate on Jim Cornette. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, he's he's you know past his prime. He's he's stuck in the eighties. These guys have forgot more about wrestling than you will ever know. And especially somebody like Cornette, who literally worked his way up. I believe he started as a cameraman. And then he went to, you know, wherever he could. And he learned whatever he could. And guys like that get shit on by the current, you know, wrestlers. Especially, like, in AEW. And it's like, why? They're, tr they're not... They're not trying to shit on you. They're trying to help you. They want to make the product better. They want you guys to be stars. They want you to be the next Triple H. They want you to be the next John Cena. And they know how to do it, but you're not listening to them. And then you wonder why, oh, why did I never make it to WWE? Why did I, why was I never a main eventer? You know? Yeah, I'm... I I just and and it was funny because I I was ready 
Casey, I was ready. Like two days, like right before I watched Full Gear, I was ready to get get up here. I was, I was, I was so excited. I was like, I'm, I hope Adam's there. I hope Casey's there. I hope Justin's there. I hope everybody's there. I hope somebody, some random guest we pull from the street is here because I want them to hear this because I was like, I, I'm so excited. I'm gonna get on my soapbox and I'm gonna talk about don't freaking miss AEW because you know this is the time. That you know, Jim Cornette is great, right? But Jim Cornette's not missing AEW. I was, I was ready, right? I was ready. I was gonna be like on the don't miss AEW train, and then I watched Full Gear. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't even that it was a bad show. It was sloppy, um, like most most of AEW is. I mean, there were a lot of botches. I mean, a lot of people like, especially it was in the um, Jamie Hader and um, Tony Storm match. I mean, you saw her nose all busted up and like all all the botches. That <laughs> How they many were broken doing. noses can you have? There, there was a lot of like we saw a lot of blood that night, and like not even you know there was a lot of people making you know wrong moves, bleeding just bleeding just for bleeding at, the, at this point. But but like that was that was my thing. Like I was ready to just be like you know don't don't miss out on AEW because you know you don't know how long they're gonna be around and all this. And then I watched the show and I freaking. I tuned in and I saw, and actually it wasn't even the show that got me. I tuned into something uh, where the Bucks were either, the Bucks and Kenny were either trolling CM Punk after his debut um, or like, and it was like, you know, doctor to make it look like they rolled, rolled their eyes after his debut. Cause I'm sure I'm, I don't think they necessarily did, but, or it was, you know, something that actually happened or whatever. And I was like the freaking egos of these guys. Right. Like I was thinking and I, I even put it in the chat. I was thinking about how much freaking money there could be made to have CM Punk actually have a program with Kenny Omega and keep the darn keep the darn personal stuff in it. Like some of CM Punk's best promos he's had since he came back has been the personal BS he's threw at, 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 uh, at Adam Page. But at the same time, you know, kind of like Casey just said, that's freaking constructive criticism. Right. That's constructive criticism. Use it. Use it, learn from it, and then next time you blow him away with a promo of your own, Adam Page, who I who who I like a lot. But it's just it's so frustrating because uh, as as the uh, as the older folks say, these guys getting too big for their britches because they got the num the number two wrestling company in the world, and it's frustrating because there's so much potential. Why is there so much potential? Because the in ring stuff is good. I went to a live show. I had a freaking blast. My there's people who I've talked to that have been like, oh man, AEW is really cool. There's people signing every single week. There's new people that want to sign with you. Should you sign them, all of them? No. But there's people that want to sign with you. There's potential there. But when you won't put your ego aside and do freaking business for the sake of business, then that's on you. You're going to freaking lose out on a whole lot of freaking money because if they don't back that darn Loomis truck up, to I, I wonder if Loomis is only in like the northern state. I don't know in the southern states or whatever. But like, <laughs> back the Loomis truck up to CM Punk's residence and say CM Punk had this view of Kenny. Y'all do freaking good business, and you know what? The freaking pay per view will blow freaking people away because people are gonna watch this freaking match. But also that's another issue I have with AEW, right? And I'm sorry to get on another tangent here, but that's another issue I have with AEW. I freaking love the main event scene. 
right? I really do. Like, I was excited for John Moxley and MJF. Like, that was the match I probably was the most excited for. The women's division leaves a little bit to be desired. The tag team division sometimes leaves a little bit to be desired. The trios thing or whatever just makes me feel like I'm I'm watching the same match. You know, over one over thing. Again. So, um, you know, kind of speaking of you just brought up the trios division. You know, like with the whole match between the elite and the um um death triangle you know i go like there's no way that um you know the elite are gonna lose on their ma- first match back but hey you know i kind of like the story that they were telling you know with like Pac, you know throwing it like trying to throw in the hammer you know throughout the match and make ray phoenix use the hammer yeah no, i kind of well, like that considering it was the first of a seven a seven match, match series, series yeah that i don't think i don't remember I, they may have announced it on the show but i certainly didn't hear it yeah, they announced Ooh. it like later on in the show that they're gonna have us. Yeah, they announced it after the fact, which was stupid because yeah, I'm well, thinking, okay, they got a freaking win clean against the elite. Good for freaking them. Well, and, and I, I, obviously, I haven't been keeping up with AEW. But was there like a feud built up to this, or is this just a random best of seven series just to have a best of seven series? Because I wouldn't put it past them to just do that. <laughs> It was just, it was just random. Like there was no really storylines yeah. much on the show. <laughs> like there were, this was the one of the worst builds, like to an AEW pay per view. Like, I mean, really, AEW doesn't have much builds for their for their shows, to be honest. Well, and that's and that's another another issue I have too, which I <laughs> I hate to say, and that's another issue I have, and that's an, but like it's how many issues do you have? Damn, <laughs> you got ninety nine. It's, it's crazy because. <laughs> I got 33 and a third. Uh but I got 33 it, and a third percentage. It's crazy because I I can't I, I don't get to watch AEW every week either. But every time I do, it's there's no continuity. I'm sitting there like where did this come from? Where did he come from? What is he doing now? Where is Hook at? Oh, sorry. But you know, like it's just like <laughs> I just there's no continuity with the show. Like Shout out to Mr. Booker of the Year two times in a row or whatever, but like it's just there's like and it's I think it's frustrating to me because there is so much potential and I don't like I want to be a part of AEW because let's just say uh it's as bad as uh a lot of people think that it is, then it's probably not gonna last very long. So I want to be here for the moment, but at the same time, like I'm sitting here thinking, dang, on it, like keep me interested in the show. Like sometimes I feel like, and the funny part is, I didn't even watch WCW in 2000, but sometimes I feel like it's WCW in 2000. Like, like I don't know. Okay, so, so <laughs> I like if I didn't watch WCW in 2000 and I see the parallels, <laughs> then I can then obviously Casey, who watched a little bit of WCW in 2000, probably <laughs> understands what I'm saying here. Like it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Like. And also, this company is supposed to be the alternative to WWE. You know, and when Triple H took over, I feel like WWE became the alternative to, like, WWE in a way. Like, when they started doing a whole bunch of change, like, when they started doing different things. And when AEW, when WWE is becoming its, like, own alternative, that's a bad thing for AEW. Like, it's kind of reminding me of, like, uh, like Hogan's um, TNA. Like this is this is hey, what hey hey not like Hogan's TNA know. was good. They get, no, uh, that was Hogan's okay. DNA D- was Dixie's good. TNA. There we go, Dixie. Dixie's <laughs> TNA was good. Dang it! Come on. <laughs> it, it, oh, okay, okay. Like TNA, TNA with Hogan. 
Team Nate Hogan. There we go. I, I agree. I agree with Casey. For well, once, you, you you saying like when TNA became WWE light for that little bit and they went on the little yeah. that war thing. Yeah, exactly. That that stuff there. And I feel like you know, and they bring them Jeff Jarrett. You know, this I don't know why they really brought. In, well, actually, the reason why they brought in Jeff Jarrett is for like live event stuff and like director of different things. I, I don't know exactly, but and they bring in Jeff Jarrett. And then it was kind of funny, you know, watching the show, you know, Jeff Jarrett was going at it with Sting. You know, there there was like a TNA chant going, which I thought that was I thought that was, that was pretty funny. interesting. That was that was pretty funny. Was funny. Um, but back on to your point, what you were saying. I mean, it's it's just crazy, man, because like. Like sometimes I watch AEW and I think like I was more invested in in TNA at like it's it's worse, which like I mean, if you want to say that's now, feel free. Um, but a lot of people would say it's whenever they said it was what 2012 or whatever. But I, I mean, at least I, I was more I invested. Twelve was pretty good. I, I enjoyed the aces and eights. Well, I enjoyed. <laughs> well, but there was more continuity to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it may <laughs> there still may have been the creative I, control issue, but there was more continuity to it. A AEW just just throw stuff at the wall and hope it sticks, but it's not the same wall. They throw it at every different raw wall in every different freaking room, and then I can't keep up because I like oh, oh I was over here and then oh wait but then and then Luchasaurus did the, and then Jungle wait what's his name Jack and then and then the thing over here, like I was just it's just well, too much. It's, speaking of Aces and Eights, because I know I know DJ loved Aces and Eights and I hated it. Because I, I think we've done reviews on old uh, Impact shows and we talked about it. But, like, even for something like Aces and Aids, there was potential. It could have been great. And then in three weeks, they, like, not even three weeks. I think it was, like, two weeks. They unmasked everybody. And I was like, okay, what's where's the suspense anymore? They unmasked everybody, and it was nobody you cared about. And you go, like, oh, it's, it's, it's those guys? I don't I don't care about them. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Oh lord, yeah. I'm, uh, was there anything from Full Gear that you guys wanted to wanted to mention? I don't, Casey, I don't know if you necessarily watched the show, but I, didn't uh, watch the show. I just wanted to see what you guys and, thought. And so back back to my point about the uh, MJF and John Moxley match. So I thought the match was good. I, I definitely think it was better than Dang, their Brian's 20- middle name is Lloyd. Anyway, sorry. What? <laughs> Brian Brian Lloyd Danielson. What? <laughs> That's um, fake. <laughs> so I thought the match was better than their 2020 match that they had back at um what was it uh, all out from yeah it was all out from 2020 it was better than that but you know I just saw the heel turn with William Regal you know siding with MGF like I saw that like a mob away coming you did I didn't I didn't see it like it surprised me uh, like I was doing a live stream for a shark like you know what I, I guarantee that William Regal is going to churn he's he's going to churn but but also like the way they had uh. MJF booked like it. It. I mean, I don't know. It felt like there was going to be some sort of crazy finish where he was going to, you know, like find a way to win, which he did. Like, oh, uh, Casey, I was talking about uh, Moxley earlier, and and I know you're you're well, you have been a fan of Moxley in the past. I don't know if you are uh, at this point in his career, but um, like I was telling Justin, I was like Moxley does not come off as the guy that he's portraying. Like it's it's just I don't know what it is, but it's just not believable. Um, there's definitely something off about Moxley. I don't know what it is, but there's something like he d- he not. doesn't even like give off the star power that he did in WWE. 
I, I think what they're trying to do, they're trying to do basically his gimmick from before WWE when he was working for like CZW and, and the independents. Mm-hmm. But it's like AEW's version of that, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I almost prefer Dean Ambrose to John Moxley currently, anyway. Yeah. You know, not to say that Dean Ambrose is, is better than you know, Moxley when he was on Independence because he was great. Like if you go watch his old promos from the Independence, they were they were awesome. Yeah. But they just there's something off about John Moxley right now. Yeah. Like it's almost like they're like trying too hard or something. Like they're trying too hard to to portray I don't know if it's this character from a yesteryear that just maybe it might even be like outdated right now. I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't put my finger on why I feel the way I do about Moxley. Like I, I, I like him, but like there's just something about him that's just not resonating with me. Um, like his character, I, I kind of uh, feel the same way, but like his matches are, you know, he's been putting on great matches throughout the year. But like something with his characters is kind of throwing me off. Like I don't, cool. I don't know really what it is. Maybe I'll I watch too much Jim Cornette and he hates him. So <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cornette's rubbing off on you. I'll go even farther. I think there's a bunch of guys in AEW that I genuinely like. But for some reason, I don't know if it's the way they use them, if it's their characters in AEW, there's just something about them. I'm like, it, something's off. I, I feel like, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like AEW has a hard time connecting with the audience. I don't know what it... Like, like they try to connect more to the hardcore fans. See, here's the difference between AEW and that's what I thought and I wanted. WWE. Here's the difference between AEW and WWE. See, WWE is more storyline based. You know, like you're watching Monday Night Raw, three hour program. Okay, you have a pro, you have a promo at the beginning of the show. You know, they're gonna be talking about that promo like later on, like towards the end of the show. Like they're gonna be replaying that quite a bit throughout the show. And then you look at you do something with AEW. You have something start off the show. Okay. They they maybe might if it's something like really big they might announce it like they might talk about it like once once maybe if that but if if you miss something you you're you're completely lost you know through the rest of the show you're like oh what's happening what's going on you know like yeah. you're kind of lost you know you're gonna have to go watch it on DVR or go watch go watch it well, back later. One thing I will say, and we used to hate you know we used to talk about how we hated commentary in WWE and we hated the format like. Every day, every night, they would come out, do an opening promo, blah, 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 that would set up the main event, and it was so boring. It was so cookie-cutter. It was so copy and paste. But I will say, I think the reason you you remembered the opening segment from Raw all the way through to three hours later to the main event was because commentary did a good job of keeping that story going. Whilst yeah. then still talking about each each you know separate match, yeah. they they kind of they kept it in the back of your head like hey, you know the main event coming up is going to be you know Triple H versus Stone Cold whatever you know just random match, yeah. but like they they kept it going they kept the momentum of that going until I I think and I, and I think that there's a problem with the commentary with AEW just in general. Is it um, Excalibur? Excalibur or Excrement? Yeah, he's yeah I, a... I know. And, and I don't hate Excalibur. I don't. He just... He's too over the top. He's not a play-by-play guy. 
he's not a play-by-play guy, but also he's catering too much to the indie fan. The hardcore fan. Cater yeah. to the mark, <laughs> the casual fan. That's AEW in a nutshell, ain't it? Like, <laughs> but you're trying to get more people watching your show. Yeah. You already have the the indie marks. You yeah. already mm-hmm. have them. You don't need to, you know, try to cater to them as much. You need yeah. to try to get more people to come to your product. Yeah, I I I agree with that. I I I feel like for whatever reason, like even the guys that like I know of that I want to connect with, like, like, I don't know. I like Jericho's promo after, and I mean, his, his inability to keep, uh, I don't want to say business and pleasure away from each other, but business and politics, I guess I should say away from each other, I think has just rubbed, rubbed him off the wrong way since he's a public figure. Um, but like, I don't know. There's just there's just certain guys that like kind of like Casey was saying, like I like a lot, but like I just can't um for for whatever reason, I, I can't AW is failing to build that connection with with me. Um mm-hmm. on like some like some guys just look like guys. Um like like I like Kenny and I have tried to give Kenny the benefit of the doubt time and time again, but Kenny is another guy who is supposed to be the star to me, but he struggles to connect with me. Like I, (laughs) I wanted to watch Kenny's matches because I wanted to see him lose the 18,000 titles he had at the time. Right. I want, I was so tired of him holding the impact world title. So, so I wanted to see him lose those titles. Like in that regard, I feel like he's a good heel, but is he because he's not connecting with me as a heel. He's connected with me as a guy. I just want the title off of. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's kind of my, kind of my issue. Also, one of the other negatives I had from the show specifically, and I know Soraya Page. Oh, let's talk about that. I I know she's been away for, has it been five years? It's been five years. Yeah. Um, I know she's been away for a while. Like I get that, but like for some reason in this match, she just looked lost out of it, not there. I don't know if she was overwhelmed. I don't know. Like she didn't. Also, look Bert as, Baker, uh, she was working on her neck a lot throughout the match. Was mm-hmm. like, yeah. It looked. I didn't. It made me very uncomfortable throughout the match and stuff. And these girls were just like very sloppy. They didn't have yeah. really good chemistry in the ring with each other. And, and but I mean, you know, it, you know, I you know, I gotta say, you know, Soraya, you know, it's her first match back. Yeah, and that's know? what I was saying too. Like, I mean, it just didn't look clean and. Uh, for lack of a better term, crisp, you know, there was no botching. Like there, there was like crisp that that like it was just not a really clean match. Like she just she didn't look like she was into it. Like I don't know what it was. And I I like I, I like Soraya's page. You know, I think I'll like Soraya as Soraya if they can figure out what her character actually is in uh uh in AEW. But at the same time I think that goes back to the principle of of like you know the booking principle like that we were just talking about about like AEW and their booking, are they going to book her well enough for us to be, for us to actually care about her and connect with her in the way that we need to, because people are already turning on Soraya and they wanted Soraya back. What? Two, three years ago, whatever. Um, The problem is the fans turn on people that have been out of the business for so long, so quickly. And it's like, yep. It's not, they don't understand that. It's not like riding a bike. There's ring rust. There's ring rust is a real thing. Like, it, it's not just a saying. Casey should yeah. know. He's a professional. I am a professional. He's the most uh, professional. 
but also to kind of go off a little bit on a little tangent, because let's be honest, I talked about having this uh, conversation on the channel uh, the other day and nobody said anything. So we're obviously not going to have the conversation, but uh, I didn't even read it. So <laughs> AEW, I truly believe needs to have a performance center. They need their own performance center mm-hmm. to have these guys. First of all, the young talent to work to work on them to train them exactly the way that AEW wants them to wrestle, which is the same thing. One of the same reasons that that WWE has a performance center to teach you the WWE way, not to hire an outside wrestling company to train your guys, but so they can do it themselves. AEW needs to do that, but that also you would have a place where. Soraya can get you know time in the ring, get that ring rust off, work with Britt, you know, work the match out, you know. Uh, also with that, and and Adam and I were talking about this a little bit as well. They need house shows. They really need to do house shows to work work ideas out, see what works. That's basically one of the main reasons to have house shows is like to see okay. Let's try this gimmick. Is it working with the crowd? Are they are they taking to it? Okay, then let's put it on Raw, or then let's put it on SmackDown. Oh, it's not working. They're not, you know, they're not, you know, uh, gravitating to it. They're not reacting to it. Okay, let's not put it on TV. Mm-hmm. They they need they need both of those things. I truly believe. And yep. and then you won't necessarily have these sloppy matches. You won't have these gimmicks that fans aren't gravitating to or don't understand yeah and i don't think and, and i think that's probably an issue within itself is i don't know if aw has a style like i mean like wwe of course has their own style from like like and that goes back to like the cohesion of it and the continuity of it um even just in the ring like the main roster had their own style nxt uh you know at its peak had its own style but at the same time, it connected like not the main roster to NXT that never yeah. really interwove like it was supposed to. But like NXT, like this guy from NXT and that guy from NXT, they connected no matter who it was in a lot of occasions. Well, also, and and not to cut you off again, even though I love cutting you off because because you did you do you're it such a bad the, driver. You you do it to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> when I, when I'm talking about. Uh, like the WWE style, I'm referring more to like working TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and and footwork and your footwork in the ring and, you know, knowing where the hard cam is, knowing where, you know, roaming cam is, working hard cam, working the roaming cam. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of these guys, especially when they first come in, who haven't been trained that are working more the crowd and that's not really something you want to do on a on TV. You want right. to work the TV. You want more like, the audience, you know, who's watching at home. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I think. Yeah, and I agree with that too. I, th- I think. Uh, I think there's levels to it. Um, I think. I think. I think there's a missing piece of cohesion when it comes to um, in the ring, but also like you know when it comes to kind of like you were saying, like connecting to the audience and <clears throat> knowing who you're appealing to. Um, because like, I mean, sometimes I feel like AW seems like a really big indie fed, 
uh, no offense to indie feds uh, and really big ones at that. But, um, you know, I feel like sometimes yeah, <laughs> I feel like sometimes AEW <laughs> is just a really big indie fed with no with no true direction, no true plan. Um, sometimes they look like the Carolina Panthers, you know, uh, they're, they're a really big team. They're in the NFL. They made it, but they don't have any direction on where they want to go. And, uh, That's a good way to summarize it. Did, did they, but, but did they find uh, multiple dead rodents in oh, catering? Well. Uh, oh, ja- that's a Jaguar. Sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> but uh, any, any, uh, Justin, you got any, got anything else? Any final you know, thoughts? Kind of on a, kind of on a positive note, you know. So you know, kind of looking you know, from AW, like from you know, full gear and stuff. I thought you know there were some good things. You know, like there there was a lot of surprises on the show, like with the um. Like with the outcome of like some of the matches and stuff, like you know, like I said, I was predicting, I was expecting the Young Bucks to be winning the titles, you know. But now, then now that they mentioned that, you know, that they're having a seven match series, like okay, you know, that makes sense. But you know, it was cool in the moment. Going, way, hey, de- way to bury Death Triangle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dang, I thought they beat him clean. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I thought that was going to happen too. And then also having, uh, what else? There was another match I wanted to talk about. Um, the Tony Storman, um, the Tony Storman, uh, Jamie Hader match. You know, I wasn't expecting her to win the interim AW Women's Championship. Did you expect Joe to win, by the way? Oh, Joe, I, you know, I really wasn't expecting either because I thought maybe, um, which we'll talk about that match here in a minute. But yeah, Jamie Hader, you know, like, like I was talking about earlier, like they just need to get rid of these interim championships because it's so convoluted. It's like puts an asterisk like next to your name, go like, oh yeah, they're champions. Oh, but but they're not champions, you know. So it's they're like champions, but they're not as great as Vacant. <laughs> and um, you know, and then when um, Britt Baker came out, you know, I feel like they're going to be ha- making a story, you know, with Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. I feel like Britt Baker, she's going to get jealous of Jamie Hader, and that's going to like um go to like a storyline. Maybe it, I, it, you know that's what I would do if I was Tony Khan. But you know, I'm not Tony Khan, so he might go in a completely different direction. Yeah. But I feel like I, they're gonna do a slow burn to maybe Jamie Hader and Britt Baker breaking up. I, I'll say this too, Justin. Another positive mm-hmm. note of not only Joe winning the, uh, you know, being a double champion now, uh, I like him so much. But uh, the acclaimed, uh, they were another one too that I thought was a, a positive note. Um, Bowens, I feel like he really, he, I think he really shined. Um, I hope the crowd doesn't turn on them. I, I mean, I know they like the the scissor me thing and scissor me dead. Yes, uh, <laughs> I love it. Just leave that to be taken out of context. You but know, uh, you know, I actually put a um, <laughs> I actually put a poll up on my Twitter, and I said, "What would you not let your kids say? Um, the scissor me daddy ass or the suck it?" And it got it got fifty fifty on there. Both. <laughs> like I, I I bet kids be going to school go like scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> or, like, I'm sorry if I worked in a school and a kid said that, I wouldn't even be able to. He'd I, give him an A. <laughs> I think I'd, be, I'd be like, "Good on you, kid. Good on you." <laughs> or if I saw a kid going on jumping on a table going suck it, suck it, this, suck it. You know, oh, it, but I mean, the acclaimed is great. Like, I I just hope that the because kind of like Casey said before, as soon as you get hot, this freaking super indie BS crowd turns on you like they're like like they haven't missed you uh, 
for the last seven. Oh, sorry. Uh, but like, like they haven't literally chanted your name at every <laughs> show ever for the past seven years. It, like I just, uh, anyway, I don't even want to talk about it, but I like the acclaimed a lot. I, I think both Max Caster and Anthony Bowens are, are really good. I, I, I like them both. Um, I would. I hope that this Swerve Strickland Keith Lee dissension turns into a feud because that would be a really good feud. Yeah, um, pretty sure between those you know, guys. My buddy likes to call him Shre- Shrek and Donkey. I don't know why, but what? I don't. I don't know why he calls him Shrek and Donkey. But that was fun. The Max Caster bar that he to- told about on um, Swerve Scott, how he said he looked like uh, Randall from uh, Monsters Inc. I-, I looked it up after. I got like, I can't get that image on my head now. I I just can't. Like go. Go look at the source, Scott uh, Randall. Why would you bring that up? Why would you <laughs> put it in my head? <laughs> and then he talked about um, Silent J and um, no, what, there was like Silent, Silent, Silent Bob. Bob. Yeah, yeah, he talked about them. Like I love Max Caster's raps. Like they are, they are so entertaining. He's like he's like John Cena, but can actually. Oh, sorry. Um, I think this was kind of like their weakest match out of like the three matches that they had. I enjoyed their all-out match more. Because I, I think um that the acclaim, you know, they had some injuries, you know, kind of coming into this match and stuff. And Keith Lee, you know, he's kind of been, you know, he, he needs to lose a little bit that way because, because you know, he, he, he kind sure. of fat, kind of fat sure. a little bit, you know. Have you seen the things that that man can do? I mean, he could he could do some pretty. He, he could he, do some pretty he's saying things. it because he knows how AEW is with their nutrition and protocols. You know, he just trying to he trying to look out. He trying to look out. You know, for, if he for, was in WWE, Keith. he he wouldn't be that big. He wouldn't be that big. No, he, he still would be that big. Because and like would? Casey, back yeah, to the point would, you were saying, you know, like if they had a Joe. <laughs> if back to the point you were saying, you know, if they had a performance center, he'd be in. He'd be. In a lot better shape. <laughs> it's like Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe go always be fat. We and we hey. ain't gonna care about it. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Samoa Joe, sure. I mean, yeah, sure. could... he is in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> Round is. A... Hey, you, you, I mean, you're not wrong. Oh, you, you're, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I guess we can talk talk about that Samoa Joe. Yeah, I was not expecting Samoa Joe Soap? to win. Yeah, Samoa exactly. Soap. I wasn't expecting him to win the TNT title at all. Like I thought, you know powerhouse Hobbs you know maybe he might was going to win it Adam like winter is coming which winter is is definitely it, it's coming it's, <laughs> it's pause. You know, Justin, children here you know you know what Justin I have I don't have much else to say about this show but I do want to say this uh what the heck are they doing with Ring of Honor so um yeah I have no idea either like they're Basically, just carrying around these titles, but it's like basically a dead company right now. Which I was watching the because press they conference. were supposed to come back in what, like June or July of this year. Which I did have a pay per view back in July. It was uh, Death Before Dishonor. <laughs> I mean, shoot, who are they? GFW? They had one show, <laughs> and then they have a show. Uh, one show and no TV then, they have, then they have Final <laughs> Battle coming up here. Um, yeah, they got Final Battle coming up. Oh, sorry, I, I have a. I... <laughs> I have, a, I have a real like hatred for GFW because they got hyped up so freaking much to be a t-shirt company with <laughs> a couple of shows on a baseball field. Okay. Yeah, look. I actually went to one of those shows. Hey, it was actually pretty good. You know, just, <laughs> they got so much freaking hype though. I'm like, what they did it get totally a lot wasn't hype. good enough because they don't have a TV deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, oh I wasn't goodness. expecting I, it's cool seeing Samojo as a double champ. But I have a His feeling maybe not to mention they did TV tapings with no TV deal. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. 
They did TV tapings. Knowing for a darn fact they didn't have a TV deal. Like those those are in the can, dude. Like those uh, never before seen. Shoot, AEW probably owns them. Jeff Jarrett's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that tra- that was a train wreck of a match between uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. My you God, are jumping really... around so much in this show. <laughs> I know. I just well, we're talking about everything. I mean, that, that's Casey is just reading was. the Wikipedia. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the graphic. I'm like, that ain't Sting. <laughs> okay, no, but back back to about this. Like, I think this this was actually one of the th- best things on the show. But like, the crowd was are like, talking dead. about the, the Samoa Joe the, the, Yeah, the, the, we're talking about this okay. Joel, we talking just, about the Sting Jeff Jarrett face off. Come on, man. <laughs> Hey, they're gonna they're gonna face off on um, Revolution. It could be the main event of Revolution in in March. It's gonna happen. Our Revolution. <laughs> um, but no, this TNT Championship match, I I thought it was actually one of the best things on the show. And like, I feel like you know the crowd there it was like this sitting on their hands for this for this match here. Um, because they took they took three beefy boys and put them in the this same was a big, ring. This was a big hoss like match. Also, Warlow, he is so athletic in the ring. Like, he hit a nice whisper in the wind, like, on both Samoa but, Joe and Powerhouse but during this I, match. I will say this. And, and he and hit I a better I, Swanton bomb than Jeff Hardy. I don't <laughs> know if this you is true. You shut your mouth. I don't I mean, know if this is true. Good. I don't know if this is true, but the last time I saw Warlow, he was bigger. But it may be because he was standing beside Powerhouse Hobbs and he looked small in this match. I'm just saying. He's still bigger than me, but. That ain't hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I got the muscles. Okay. <laughs> they just hiding. They, they, they ain't hiding. It's they the winter time. Anyway, um, yeah, so like I don't know. Woodlow looks looked small for some reason. Like, and I guess because Powerhouse Hobbs is a mountain of a man, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, so is Joe, but I mean Woodlow is is also really big. He just looks smaller than the last time I saw him, but I feel like he was also standing beside MJF, which makes him look even bigger. Um, it's mm-hmm. probably half the issue on that. But and there's one more match I want to bring up. Um, I'm sorry for jumping around so much, but no, not that match. There we go. This match right here. This was the best match on of the Cassaroli. show right here. Yeah, Casaroli, Chris Jericho, Brian Danson, and Sammy Guevara. This was great. Like if you haven't watched like the a, show, just a uh, an indie crap fest. <laughs> It was it was it was crazy stuff going on in this match. I mean, it's anything you was okay. Take Sammy lot. out, and it's a good match. <laughs> hey, Sammy, he's a nice shooting star in this match. He hit some nice cutters off the top. I'm sure rope. he did a Spanish fly too. Oh yeah, he did. He did do a Spanish. Oh did they God. do any okay, wrestling get... moves though? Uh, I'm sure I mean, Danielson did. We had some. <laughs> we had some Boston crabs. We had some, you know, the crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> James Winston's in this match. Right? Special <laughs> guest referee. Yeah, special guest enforcer, you know, on the outside of the ring. <laughs> um, but no, I think, you know, this was your typical, you know, um, AEW Fatal 4 match, you know, like a lot of crazy high flying spots. Um, I like when um, Claudio, during the match, he was doing the um, King of Swing on to uh, Sam and Guevara, and then Jericho just comes in, hits the juice effect on both of them. And then um, does it again, and then it's the juice effect again on Claudio to win the match. Which you know, I kind of like Jericho as the ROH champion. Like at first, I got like, eh. you know, Jericho being ROH champion. 
but it kind of gives like some notoriety. It goes like, hey, you know, for people who don't know much about Ring of Honor, like a big name like Jericho having the whole title. Those people are called uncultured swines and they don't deserve our respect. (laughs) I I heard too, Justin, that possibly they could be trying to uh, finesse a TV deal out of maybe a TBS or TNT by putting the title on Jericho because he's I mean, he's practically an EVP. You know, I say get one of one of the dark or dark dark. elevations. You know, get get rid of one of those shows and use that for you know. I mean, but isn't dark elevation just a freaking YouTube show anyway? And I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying like, is Ring of Honor really replacing anything if they replace Dark Elevation? I'm just saying, (laughs) not really to be honest. Um, but I just on Friday. Yeah, actually, you know what they should do? Okay, so, you know, have, you know, tape, um, so do Ring of Honor live, okay? Maybe on, go on Tuesdays, okay? And you could tape um, Rampage after, you know, you can have, so both shows be an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? And then they could do Ring of Honor Rampage. Maybe. Yeah? Okay. That that's how I would do, it. and you know, and you could keep Rampage on Friday, or just get rid of Rampage because nobody really watches Rampage. Well, that's the problem. All, like all of the talent is on Rampage. <laughs> I mean, the shows every, look good. Every time I've watched Rampage, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And also, every time I've watched uh, Dynamite, have I enjoyed it? <laughs> I hate the time slot comes on. You know, comes on like right after SmackDown. I, I like I'm ready. I want to go bed. Like, well, don't put, watch SmackDown on ten o'clock. Uh, ten o'clock on a Friday. Nine o'clock for you on a Friday. What are you twelve? <laughs> well, I, or maybe I want to go out and do something. I don't know. Maybe okay, where are you going? Where are you, you going, going to, to the bed. club? Where are you to going? The club. <laughs> 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 this um, man out here seven you know it's getting, it's getting late gotta, it's getting late out here we I know we know that justin ain't old enough to go to the club <laughs> hey, they oh wait there was a 21 savage bar i was gonna say but now i can't remember it <laughs> they they know i'm 21 this, this when man I, gets id'd buying root beer let's be honest <laughs> You know, I don't get ID that much when I have my beard when I have my beard grown, but I shave. What is that? What is that? Well, if you saw me a couple a couple weeks ago. Well, you didn't show up a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I I didn't show up at all. (laughs) I was like, you messaged me on the group and say, "Hey, you you live over there?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, Yeah, I'm fine." I I had to make sure. I had to make sure. You, Um, you, You got to make sure. Any, any final thoughts before we uh, um, let me see. see the people on the next time? Maybe I feel the like an right hour there? ago, Justin said to end on a positive note. <laughs> uh, I think that's all. Yeah, one more yeah, thing. That, that's, a, that's a good way to end this, yeah. All right. Uh, and to well, end on a negative note, uh, Justin, everybody. <laughs> and also, uh, <laughs> just remember that you can always watch and listen to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, and I mean always, an instant classic even justin and casey means always too on spotify sometimes well don't watch us on spot well you can't watch us on spot anyway uh, spotify apple podcast youtube you can Facebook, listen to us on google podcast well you we watch it on youtube with it muted see, on you see see we actually is googleable now because we on google podcast um and 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 also we on apple podcast and, and all that all that good jazz too uh and anchor and all that um but 
I hope you guys guys enjoyed it. It's been a long time since we did a wrestling video. This was actually kind of fun. Yeah. I think it was I think it was fun. Well back to the football podcast next week. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we was doing picks tonight. That's what I thought. (laughs) Happy turkey day, everybody. Yeah. Wait, that, that's just eat, a couple eat, of days. Eat some some turkey or ham, oh. or if you're vegan, eat some green beans or something. Uh, but as always, pie. can I have chicken? De- yes, have definitely eat the sweet potato pie. Definitely. I never had no. sweet potato pie uh, before in my life. This, this man, this man keeps what making horrible takes y'all? about food. What is wrong with y'all? First y'all just wait, first. y'all just wait, because this week I'm gonna talk about sides, the best <laughs> sides for Thanksgiving. Okay, the best first of all, this man says Snickers. Is the best Halloween candy. The and then okay. man says sweet potato pie is better than pumpkin pie. It is. Pumpkin pie it is, is better. Pumpkin. I, well, I never had sweet potato pie, so I can't really. Has anybody ever ate a pumpkin and said, you know what? That was good. No. Yeah. Yeah, I love pumpkins. I'll eat a, full, I'll eat a whole pumpkin right now. Actually, you know what? Do it. <laughs> Bet. Yeah, Do I, I got to go get one. Do it. Go. Let's go be on the next episode. That will be what I do. I'll eat a whole live show. Eating a pumpkin. We're gonna we're gonna name it. We're gonna name it Watch Along, and we're gonna be watching along as Justin eats a whole pumpkin. Eat the stem. (laughs) But uh, oh god, definitely. uh, as, As always, be sure to check us out. I don't know if the Real Deal podcast is still a thing. Uh, but go check out the archives of that of, of that we, that we show. Working on it. We, <laughs> listen, Adam's a busy guy. You know, when he's not going to Disney World without us, it's true. He, he's true. such he's so mean. That, that mean. Um, uh, Justin, uh, J- Justin has has a YouTube show where he does some stuff and he talks about some stuff. Yeah, Juggernaut um, show coming in twenty seventy seven. Hey, I actually I actually been doing quite a bit of stuff on the, my channel. The, the Juggernaut show. Uh, I've been doing Juggernaut a lot of retro Juggernaut reviews. Juggernaut. I just been reviewing a whole bunch of Survivor series on my channel. I just got done doing Survivor series ninety four. Hey, remember when we were gonna watch every WrestleMania and then we didn't? <laughs> Hey, you know, well, I've been I've been finishing those up actually. I've on been, that note, because I'm gonna be honest with you, Justin might come up with that idea here in two seconds, and I'm about to leave before you. Yeah, then he'll as show always, up three of them. <laughs> as always, uh, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you guys on. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube. Be sure to like the page if you're on Facebook, and if you're on Facebook, go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, go to the Facebook page and like it. You know, do all that. You know, you all that. That's your homework. homework. That's your. Even you know, if you yeah. don't like it, like it. My, my thing is, just, just so y'all know, y'all is off. So y'all ain't got no homework. Y'all ain't got no work work. So, and I'm just going to assume y'all off. Uh, shut up. I, I'm going to need y'all to do these assignments for me and then bring 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 them back and I, I grade them and give you a hundred. Yeah, but I, but, but I get to work tomorrow, though. <laughs> shut up. Anyway, as always. Also, go to Pro and and go get some merch from the Instant Classic Wrestling yeah, Podcast. Do that. Do, do, do that stuff. I forgot about that. And C.R. O'Malley, you jerk. Yeah, yeah. C.R. O'Malley. C.R. Yeah. O'Malley, too. I can't, you can't forget yeah. about him. You, you obviously about. did. You jerk. You know, we need, we need to get Sarah Melly on the show. We need to interview him. Well, after that, he's probably not going to come on because you forgot <laughs> about him. <laughs> and as always, I'll see you guys on the next one. Until next time. Hopefully, we'll do pick sometime this week. It'll be nice. Bye. <laughs> bye, 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 Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs>